Hi everyone, Charles here from the GHFC with podcast number eight. This is the second part in a three-part series of events that relate to incidents at my workplace that occurred uh, throughout 2010 and 2011 after having already experienced a mental health breakdown in, in late 2004 at the age of 45. Ten years on, a memoir of workplace toxicity. What follows is factual, it really happened. The events highlighted are as experienced and documented by me at the time, not reliant on recollection or distortion with the passing of time. Names have not been included, titles only, at my own discretion, not so much for legal reasons, more than there is nothing to be gained by naming and shaming. Ten years on is simply a reflection of the time it has taken for me to become comfortable in sharing my story. In part one, I shared how the senior sales management group had raised the growing concerns regarding their head of sales, including his lack of inclusion in decision-making, his arrogance in dismissing and disregarding our views, his total lack of respect and support, his manufacturing of workplace situations so as to put a senior manager in an unfavourable light, his ridiculing of team members in front of others, his derogatory remarks with regard to members of the executive group while engaging with customers, and his requests to hold back on providing information to senior executives visiting from the regional or global head office. So in part two, I will reveal the events that took place between June 2010 and April 2011. Clarity. Allegations of a lack of commitment by me towards global sales leadership. At the beginning of June 2010, each senior manager was asked by the head of sales to outline their plans and actions to maximise on the relaunch of the current business sales leadership strategy. Now, I submitted my proposal, receiving an email in return advising that my proposals could be construed by some as lacking in commitment to the task and that everyone will be looking to you for some breakthrough thoughts to drive success. Well, I was disappointed and dismayed by this response as I had provided the most appropriate plan given the information to hand, not having been previously briefed to provide a breakthrough plan. Eventually, the head of sales decided he should call me in to discuss the relaunch. I shared a plan which was undoubtedly breakthrough and expensive, which to my complete surprise was approved. I returned to run my division, however, still not having had an opportunity to clear the air regarding the original uh, outstanding issues from April. Once again, I made a request to the Head of Human Resources, resources sorry, who was of the impression that this had happened. She said she would follow up. As a result, I was offered the opportunity of a one-on-one -on -one meeting with the head of sales documenting the following six outcomes as a result of this meeting. Number one, a lack of positive responses to key priorities by the head of sales. This was refuted out of hand by the head of sales. Number two, lack of team spirit within the senior sales manager group once again refuted by the head of sales. A lack of involvement in decision-making. The head of sales agreed to be more inclusive moving forward. 
A lack of transparency and communication of decisions. Again, the head of sales agreed to be more inclusive. A lack of respect and making of derogatory comments about other members of the group. The head of sales agreed to advise a senior manager in advance of making said comments when he was to use them or their sales managers of examples of what to do or what not to do. Number six, general feelings that a senior sales manager is only here to carry out the directions of the head of sales, not, as has always been the case previously, of actually being instrumental in guiding and supporting decision-making. The head of sales agreed to be more inclusive and to feel less insecure in his role based on his strengths being marketing, even if his passion was now in sales. I felt the meeting had gone some way to address the issues and in the spirit of collaboration uh, was prepared to support the process moving forward. Business as usual. Meeting of aggrieved senior sales managers to discuss ongoing issues. At the beginning of July 2010, I and two of my fellow senior sales managers were invited to a meeting with the head of sales in the spirit of settling the issues once and for all. In short, to establish a mutually agreeable position so all parties could move on. At the conclusion of the meeting, we all agreed that this had been a learning development process for all of us and that the head of sales would certainly be more aware of the need to be more inclusive and involve his team who, after all, at the end of the day, want what is best for everyone. So everyone has a job satisfaction of contributing to the success of the company and its associates. It was during this meeting that the head of sales remarked that he found my taking of notes to be unhelpful, directing I stop doing so. I ceased to take notes as a sign of good faith. However, I am still mystified by this request. Well, from this point forward, we moved on and refocused on our jobs and the business. However, during this period, one of our group became extremely ill, both physically and mentally, as a result of stress related to the preceding events, having to take extended sick leave. Also in July, we were advised that our our managing director had announced his intention to take early retirement. As many of us had worked with him for many years, it was indeed a sad announcement. It was also received with some trepidation as the managing director was a foil to counter the head of sales and as such was a person of last resort should the situation with the head of sales and human resources become untenable. Business unusual. Removal from the business of three of the remaining originally aggrieved senior managers. In mid-December 2010, the whole company were advised that as part of a restructuring phase, we were to lose three senior managers, two from Australia and one from New Zealand, resulting in reducing the senior sales manager group to seven. In return, the company would invest in an expanded sales training department to support the business. As is apparent, these three senior managers were part of the original group of five who had expressed their concerns as outlined before. In fact, I was the only member also being the only male member of the originally agreed group still employed in the business. 
Obviously, there was a lot of upset caused by this decision, notably among the senior sales manager group. And at this time, I began to feel very threatened and anxious about my future with the business. This deep-seated anxiety continued, albeit at a manageable level, until the following situation arose. Collusion. Allegations of unethical practices uh, by myself and my sales division. Prior to me taking annual leave for the Easter 2011 school holidays, the head of sales came into my office, closed the door behind him, and advised that he was considering putting in place a sales manager incentive later in the year, with the base being a specific uh, key performance indicator that was being achieved as a result of a current incentive. Was this a beginning of his newfound inclusivity, I thought? My initial response was that the proposed incentive targets were a bit high considering the current incentive had already asked a great deal of the sales managers and they had already accelerated the growth in this particular key performance indicator. Well, the head of sales didn't agree with my initial concern, instead expressing his concern about some of the strategies used by my team in order to achieve this current incentive. Yeah, I thought his newfound inclusivity was too good to be true. He then made the comment that this is starting to look like the Philippines all over again and we know what happened there. To which I said that of course I was aware that a senior manager in our Philippines business was terminated for directing his team to act in an unethical manner. Now, even though I had not done anything wrong, his immediate presumption of my guilt, combined with his recent behaviour, was felt by me to be bullying, intimidation and harassment by my superior. The next I heard of this was while on my annual leave leading up to Easter 2011. I received an email via my smartphone advising that the head of sales had set up an extraordinary meeting with the sales managers in my division. I contacted his office immediately to be, formed, to be informed that he would call me back within the hour. When he did call me back, he informed me that he was on speakerphone with the head of human resources in attendance. He then advised that it was his intent to call me anyway prior to the meeting, as investigations had shown that members of my team of sales managers had engaged in unethical practices, being the reinstatement or reactivation of recently resigned or deactivated independent sales representatives without actually speaking with them in the first place to gain permission. The head of sales advised that all my team were to be issued with an amnesty on the Thursday before Good Friday, which, if they signed, would ensure they kept their job. However, this would be considered a first and final warning for them. Failure to sign would result in their termination if breaches had been or were later to be found. On my return to work, I was expecting to be brought up to speed on the current situation by the head of sales. However, at no time following my return to work did he discuss the situation with me, although he was more than happy for me to join him for a morning tea with the sales support team to celebrate his birthday. The atmosphere within my division was, needless to say, exceptionally low and demotivated, not at all in the spirit which the team usually operated. 
So there you have it, That the second episode in a series of three from my book, Ten Years On, A Memoir of Workplace Toxicity. Part three will be available later this week. And, and in part three, you will hear how events accelerated and spiraled out of control, as did my mental health well-being to the point of having a breakdown, and at which point I was driven to take actions that would rid the business of this dreadful period of toxicity. Until then, many thanks for listening. Stay mentally well. Regards, Charles at the GHFC.